going on? Welcome back. Stadium Drive Podcast. Brought to you by Georgia Beer Company. Uh, shout out Chris, Jay Rice, and the entire crew. Go visit them at 109 South Briggs Street in Valdosta, Georgia. Get you some delicious beer. And the atmosphere is cool as hell. Uh, I haven't been to Georgia Beer since Brad's little party we had. But I've uh, been missing it. Been wanting to go back. Uh, I got Brad... Huh? You don't need you don't need to go back for a while. Yeah, you're right. I don't need to go. I mean, I could go there. I just can't go. I just when they close at ten, I need to wrap my go, sloppy ass go up home. and go home. That yeah. the Oktoberfest just dropped again. So oh, solid dude. View. and Oktoberfest is delicious to me. I don't know. Rip don't... rip to uh, about thirty percent of their supply though, because uh, unfortunately their forklift or their pallet failed on them and it went it was on, they posted it on Facebook, but yeah, I've seen that. That's funny. But yeah, uh, shout out George Beer Company, awesome sponsor of ours. Got Brad and Joe here. We're back finally. It's been like a month, but there hasn't been a ton to talk about. Um, it's a lot better when football is is back and close. Oh, we're ramping up. I'm getting excited to where we can actually kind of talk football and uh, stuff like that. I'm excited because I bought uh, Miami, Alabama tickets last week, last Monday. So, fired up to be in Atlanta in two weekends, the 5th, I think. Can't wait. Yeah. Have fun with that. That's going to be fun. That's going to be like Ricky at Miami, Florida State. No, I don't think, it, it won't it, be that bad. It won't be that bad. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I'm not – I'm not expecting anything but at least i don't know it'd be a good time but i don't i don't really know what to expect from alabama i don't, I don't either. either bryce but young their quarterbacks got a million dollars in whatever endorsements whatever yeah, they're yeah. called now bryce young I, i've got a like they're only returning like 55 percent of their starters from last year which doesn't mean anything because they reload uh, Bryce Young's first career start. I don't remember seeing the guy play last year at all, which I didn't pay attention to Bama a whole lot. I don't remember him playing, so I really don't know what he's like. Um, can, can Miami stop the run? That's I no, no. Our set, I, uh, no. Short answer, no. I don't think we can. Miami's got. I mean, the front seven's the big issue. The 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 secondary will be good. I think we'll score points. I don't really think there's any doubt in my mind. I just don't. Know have they come out? Have they come out and said that King is 100? percent Is there any yeah. any type of? No, he's 100. percent He's good to go. Which is it's kind of mind blowing to me because it's only been nine months since his surgery. But uh, I was texting a good buddy of mine, Manny Navarro, who covers Miami for the Athletic, and I was talking to him the other week, and I was like, it just blows my mind that. Derek King is 100% like cutting and sprinting and doing all this stuff eight and a half months out of this ACL tear. Yeah, see, so like the difference here with like Saquon, he tore his before King and Saquon's still having some issues with it. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, well, everybody heals differently. And he was like, be honest with you, eight months is a long time. I was like, I guess I'm not. We'll see. I mean, he hasn't obviously hasn't been hit and stuff like that, but. Yeah, the key will be if he's 100% after 
the Alabama game. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the key. Because after Alabama, you play ACC games, you know, obviously different ball game. So, I would be much more concerned if he's 100% after. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of Miami fans are saying that the Alabama game is like an exhibition game. Just see where we match up. And it's kind of true, but I don't know. I'm excited. We'll see. I mean, I'm I'm a big Miami fan that day. I'm, I just want to see Bama go down. Like I just they need a, they need a year where they just lose like three or four games. Yeah. And it's then, not gonna well, happen. It's not gonna it's, happen, but it's weird. Um who was it? Somebody on SEC network or somewhere predicted Alabama to lose two games, and they predicted uh, Texas A&M to run the table. Damn. So. I don't know enough about Texas A&M to. Oh, Jimbo. I don't know. Fighting fighting Jimbos. I know he's crouting. I know that. What what do you guys think about uh, ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten coming out and saying that they want to form some, like, agreement or they have an agreement in place? that says that they're going to come up with scheduling and stuff to try to compete against the SEC. Good luck with that. I uh, There's teams in those conferences that hold weight to me personally. I think it's, uh, it's kind of meh to me because I think they schedule it out for like 2030 or something like that or something weird. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to take forever to get here and like, Football as we know it could be completely different at that time. You know, True. Ta- tackling might not even be allowed then. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, might Taunting. be might be living on the moon or something. I don't know. So I don't kind of meh. Yeah, I didn't really understand it. To be honest with you, I mean, Florida State's scheduled to play Georgia in a couple years, LSU in a couple years. They play Florida every year. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I want I want Florida State to join the SEC. If we're gonna play all those teams out of yeah. conference anyway, it, weren't they saying Florida State and somebody else was wanting to go to the SEC? I mean, I'm. There's another team yeah, that they. I think they said Florida State, and Clemson. Everybody wants to join oh, yeah. the SEC. Like it ain't that ain't. See what I'm saying? Like everybody wants to join the SEC. I'm not. Why sure don't they? That, why doesn't college football just do like? I don't know. I mean, it'd be difficult to do, but like divisions and like, I know that SEC, like those are all divisions, but if they just did like one huge thing like the NFL, I mean, I guess it's just too many, too many teams, but uh, yeah, it's just too everybody many wants teams. to be, everybody wants to be in it. So why is it got to be named the Southeastern conference or the PAC 12 or, you know, ACC? It's like everybody, I mean, Texas A&M, Missouri and the uh-huh. SEC. Eventually, it'll, sense? yeah. I mean, eventually, I think it will go that way, where there just w- won't be five or six conferences. But uh, that's that's well down the road. Yeah, I love the traditional, geographically aligned um, college football conferences. Like West Virginia and the Big Twelve makes zero sense. <laughs> Put them in the ACC. It's never like all this isn't ever going to happen. It's all about money and it doesn't matter where you are now, but I just wish it would go back to um, how it was. 
So. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think it's just it's just annoying because like now they're talking about the alignment and all this stuff to where it's going to end up spurring Georgia with how that if they get those extra teams and it's going to be like Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, or whatever, all in the same. I don't think there's any way they would do that. Yeah. They would put, like, South Carolina and Georgia's and Tennessee, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? So, Um, at the the end of the season, if you guys were to put a – like, who do you think is going to be in the national championship? Who's going to win it? What's your guys' prediction prior to, you know, game one this, this Saturday? Final four or, like, or just the game, the championship game? I mean, probably just who you th- what two teams you think will be in the championship and who's going to win it? I have no idea. I have – honest to God, I have paid zero attention to college football. Like, I know Florida State's not going to be good, so it's, like, kind of hard to get up for it. But yeah, I just – I don't know. There's there's a lot more things going on, and I don't know. I just haven't really paid attention to college football this year. Yeah, because I don't. I don't like the way with it's going. Alabama. Like, I just want to see how like Alabama comes in are gonna be after losing both their quarterback. Like, this could blow it open. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but we talk about I still, this every time. I still think Clemson will be really good. I think. Yeah, especially that dude. Is it the guy? What, what's his name that played against Notre Dame? Yeah. Can't pronounce yeah, I don't his know, name. I don't, I don't know how to say his name, but um, I think – I mean, there's just – there's nobody really in the ACC other than maybe North Carolina. And I guess Miami possibly too, but you got to – Miami's got to show it before you can be like Miami's in it. You think Ohio State falls off without having Justin Fields? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's just like we lost, they lost a lot of quarterbacks, so it's – Depending, I mean, obviously it's all coaching and college football, but depending on how, uh, I think Oklahoma has a nice chance to make it with Spencer Rattler. Um, I don't know, dude. A dark horse team could be that North Carolina team with Sam Howell. Or Texas I know A&M. They lost a little bit last year. Texas A and M. I don't know. That's Maybe I guess. Enough. I guess we'll see it play out. That's but. just what's kind of great in my opinion, is that you just don't – you think you know, but you honestly don't know. Like, well, I was excited about, you know, Georgia this year, and I, I'm excited every year, but now they have all this shit going on where it's like, you know, people take popping pills and doing all that shit unofficially, but uh, – Yeah, a, a buddy of mine I work with, diehard Georgia fan, he he's so pissed. He's like, I don't even care about this season anymore. I'm like, dude, that didn't even started. He's like, both yeah. both of our starting tight ends, you know, projected starting tight ends are gonna are gonna be out because Gilbert hasn't came back yet, and that's that's not good news. And yeah. then uh, the the Tyke Smith, the the DB is gonna be out. The starting center m- might be out. I don't know if he'll be back. Coaching, I mean, the players and coaching. Scott Cochran. Yeah, Cochran's on, on administrative leave. Cochran's on leave, which which Muschamp jumped in his spots. So that's solid, but yeah, um, who knows, dude? Because because Georgia just they have a lot of unproven wide receivers. Um, yeah, don't, don't know, don't really know. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it plays out, like, all through college football because I feel like, I mean, nobody's going to lose, drop off like LSU did. I don't think that lost, like, your quarterbacks. But uh, I'm excited to see how this plays out because it could be a – I don't know. I don't see one team right now that I feel like is just going to be number one the entire way through. If if Bryce Young is just meh, yeah. It. I'm. I mean, it's a semi-normal year this year. I think there's going to be a lot of fans back in the stands, and uh, the scheduling's normal. So definitely holds a lot more weight than than last year. For sure. But uh, yeah. Other than that, we talk pros and fantasy football is right around the corner. I could give two shits about fantasy. I don't get it, man. It changes the the changes the game. This is just it kinda... gives me something to look forward to when the Giants play like garbage. You're right. And this is just kind of I kind of go through this every single year around this time. I'm like, man, I do not give like. I don't do mock drafts like all these other guys do. Like, I don't read up on fantasy. Like, I just – I don't have time. I don't really care anything about it. But then when we get to the draft, like, I know we're not having a draft party this year, and that's dumb. But um, when we have – like, the draft party is super fun, and then drafting yeah. is, is really fun. I get I get anxiety. Yeah, you, you get nervous because you're like, oh, I'm dude. Like, what pick am I going to get? And then some asshole gonna keep taking my players. Yeah. And it's shit. Like I, I get like panicky in like the first few rounds if like guys are getting taken. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really at, had like I I'm looking seen forward a lot to of that it. in our league, but I enjoy doing it. I just Especially gotta, gotta, last year. Get we, me through. Yeah. Yeah. Last year we really didn't pay attention to it much because of COVID. Um Kind of missed it last year. I haven't really thought about like Hudgens so far, but once we start drafting, that's when I yep. get like, okay, yeah, yeah, we got guys in the league, and, I, and I'm draft. not an NF, I'm not a big NFL guy, so if I didn't play fantasy, I don't know how much you like. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward is, to it. Is Andy Dalton QB one week one? God Almighty! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he, <laughs> did you see what he said? So bad. Did you see what he said in his presser, post game presser? No. He said, you know, Justin, he, he's going to have his time, but this is my team right now. <laughs> so everybody needs to understand that. Well, the Bears are going to be absolutely awful. I mean, I need them to be. I, I they're truly, they're truly be. need them. They, they have one, they have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, but Raiders, also the Raiders are trying to trade Mac back. If I was if I was the Bears, I would a thousand percent do that. You're not going to win, especially with Rodgers coming back to the Packers. You're not going to win. You don't have a first round pick. You have your you have your future quarterback. I would try to get picks for Mac and start building for the future. But they have but they have a coach and a GM that are on the hot seat, so they're not going to do that. Brad, why do you want the Bears to be bad? They traded for uh, their first round pick oh. on 0-17. So I'm the biggest anti-Bears guy this year. Okay. Oh. I don't think you're going to have to be. I think they're going to be terrible. So I need them to go – like, I need them to look like the Jaguars. Like, I need the Jaguars to be good this year, That's which not is gonna not going to happen. That's not going to happen. 
That's not poor Jags. The ja- I, I give Urban maybe two years. Yeah. I went I to just, Jacksonville over the weekend, and I went to beat ups during the preseason game yesterday, and there there was a bunch of like excited fans there watching them. And you can just see, even in the preseason, as it was going on. Jameis carved them up. Yeah. And then ETN gets hurt, and you can just feel the just sadness <laughs> in there. <laughs> well, see, like, that's Sorry, what guys. I don't – like, why would you – I would never – if I was had a running back that I was counting on for the regular season, he was going to be a major weapon in my offense, would never play him in preseason. No. I don't care, I don't care if he's a rookie. Like, what is, what is playing – a couple of snaps in a preseason game do for you. The only thing they're trying to do with it, and that what I could say is they're trying to give him like live game reps so that yeah, he can but see he does speed. A, a running back. He he can see that in practice. I mean, yeah. Like other positions, okay, quarterback, but a running back, a guy who's gonna get hit and take his lumps, and he only has a certain amount of hits in him. All running backs do. Would never run them in preseason. Yeah. I uh I hate preseason. The first the first week when it was back when it was back like the first week, I was kind of fired up. I was like, man, damn, finally football is back. And then I'm like, it's, I uh, man, it's preseason. I don't really care. The only re- I'll watch like rookies and I'll watch like the starters for like the first quarter. But then after that, no chance. I'm not watching a third quarter preseason game. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about the rookie quarterbacks that have uh, played over the last few weeks? Well, I mean, I think I think Fields has looked the best. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. I don't know. Zach Wilson looked ridiculous the other day. Yeah, forgot. He was making the thing like, with Justin. He was Fields making reads and Justin Fields is going to be a damn good quarterback in the NFL. And I know, uh, Joe, we talk about Lamar Jackson, but like, yeah. I feel like. Justin Fields, give him a few years. He's 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 got better decision making than Lamar already. Why are you comparing him and Lamar? Because I think Lamar is like they're two talk, t- completely different quarterbacks. Well, both of them can be running quarterbacks. They the one is a pocket passer, but when Fields, what I like about him, and this is why I'm comparing him to Lamar, is he sees that he has an open lane and then like he can run, and then he's like, oh shit, no, never mind, they're crashing on me. I have this dude wide open. And instead of me rushing for seven or eight yards, now I have a dude wide open, first down, and I can keep it rolling. So, in terms of success, I feel like over the next like three, four years, I can see Fields having like okay. So you more all success you're saying than is, Lamar. All you're saying is you think Justin Fields can be a top five quarterback? Yes. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is I like, hope you're right. The reason the reason why though is because of his decision making. And like he can, he like you can already see that in his first preseason game, which people were like, he's got a lot shit. of he's got a lot of things going against him. The Bears' offensive line is going to be horrible. Their play calling with Nagy will be horrible. The, Who do you want to replace Nagy with? Who would you want to be the Bears' coach? Anybody? John Madden. Joe Judge? I don't care. <laughs> it literally anybody. Uh, it'll, pro- it'll probably be like Willie J- Taggart. It'll be Jason Garrett. Just clapping. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I like Mac Jones too. I thought Mac Jones was solid. If I'm Cam Newton, I'm very nervous. I give Cam Newton maybe like five weeks. 
That's what I'm thinking. I think by week five, if, they're if, not, that, if they don't have a winning rec- record or if they're like three and two, I can be, I can see them is, being like. Is Trey Lance starting in, uh, for, in San Francisco or is it Garoppolo? I am not sure. I think it might be Garoppolo initially. Trey Lance is one that's going to need a lot of seasoning because he's looked playing, pretty good though. Yeah, he has. So I think I think for him it, it'll be more of like a Patrick Mahomes situation for him because or the Aaron not an Aaron Rodgers situation where he sat behind Brett Favre for five years, but so he just came two, from the only two rookies that are going to start day one are Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. That's what I would say. Yeah, I would say Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and then. It could be a toss-up for Fields and Mac Jones, but I feel like Cam Newton's still going to start week one for the Pats. Yeah, I agree. I mean, unless they get injured, obviously, but uh, yeah. Isn't there another one? Isn't there one other one? Oh, it's Trask, but obviously he's behind uh, Brady. Yeah. Jameis looked good. Jameis looked damn good. I swear to God, if Jameis isn't the starting quarterback for the Saints – well, did you hear what they were saying? Like people, like in the Saints' corner, like reporters and shit, were saying that they didn't play Jameis last year because they didn't want him to build his. So, uh, that's what our boy uh, Lawrence Tynes said. Oh, he did. He, I didn't he tweeted that. that. Yeah, Lawrence Lawrence Tynes tweeted that the Saints didn't play Jameis because they didn't want to have to like pay a bunch of money next year for him. That's fucked up. But <laughs> the thing is, like. When I was watching the game, they were talking about how Drew Brees was going to be impossible to replace. And Drew Brees has been trash. Yeah, he, he, has. throw, he hasn't been yeah. able to throw the ball 10 yards in yeah. two or three years. That receiver that Jameis has looked electric. Good Lord. That, and that's the thing. Like, he looked good yesterday, but they don't have many receivers, especially with Michael Thomas out. Yeah. Like, it's going to be the Kamara show for the Saints. That's true. Especially until Thomas gets back. That is very true. But if they, if they start Taysom Hill. I don't think uh, they're going to – how can you start Taysom Hill? I feel like Jameis is – his vision's been corrected. I mean, he had a year to think about it. Jameis Winston, and this is crazy to say. I mean, it, it sounds crazy, but he's arm talent-wise maybe one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. He just – his just yeah. decision making is terrible. Yeah, but if it other any everything other than his decision making is really 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 good. Yeah, he can make any throw that anybody in the NFL. Can yeah, make. I agree with that. He's, he's one of the best. He's one of the best uh, fantasy quarterbacks to have too when he's actually starting. Yeah, he is strong. What about uh, Tua? Tua's been looking good. Not a Tua guy. Not a Tua guy. I'm still not a Tua guy, but he has been looking good. The Dolphins. You know what I want to do when we go to Miami? I want to go to. I, I want to go to. I want to go to Bills. Bills. Uh, Dolphins in Miami. Man, I would really like to go to that game. What time's is it? The NFL, what time's an NFL 1 game? O'clock. It's at one, 1 o'clock. o'clock. It'll get over at like four. Yeah, so we can get back to like eleven. Whew. But. We'll talk about. I want to see Josh. Think Josh we'll probably, Allen. Probably get cheap ass tickets the day before or the day of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We definitely two, could. on game time. Yeah, two thirds of stadium drive will be in uh, Miami for the Miami Michigan State game. Fired up about that. 
Oh, God. You couldn't pay me to go to that. Be fired <laughs> up, man. A noon, a noon game against Michigan State. Yeah. Sounds awful. I'm not worried about that. We're playing golf at a nice course, though. You'll, you'll go to a noon game when you guys play, like, Louisiana Monroe. That shit sounds awful. That's my I have to. You don't have to. Anyway, uh, yeah, playing golf the day before somewhere. I don't know where yet, but I'll figure that out. So, what else? What else? Any any other NFL? I thought you wanted to do like predictions and stuff. We can. Yeah, we do predictions. What do we? What do you guys want to predict? Do you want to predict? Um, do you want to predict? Like NFL, college, we can do – we can go through, like, each division. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do divisions. Do divisions NFL. and then Super Bowl winner, winner yeah. Okay, so kind of like a little preseason. Okay. Yeah, so let's start with, uh, start with uh, AFC East. Okay, the AFC East. AFC East. You have Bills, Easy. Dolphins. Yeah, Bills. Bills, Dolphins, Jets. Bills. So you, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. Bill. Bills won. We don't have to go. We don't have to go over what. What I think. Gonna, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I don't think we don't got a record or nothing. But I would yeah. go Bills then Dolphins. Bills, Dolphins, Pats. Agreed. Then Jets. Yeah. Agreed. Um, AFC North, which you got- sucks. It hurts my heart because I do like Bill Belichick, but his Me team too. is just god awful. Me too. AFC North, you got Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. Um, I'll I get- honestly, I that I'm 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 going with the Brownies. I'm going with the Browns. Steelers. The Steelers to win the yes. division. Yes. Why? <laughs> They they're loaded. With whom? They're gonna go with the Ravens. No, the Steelers are loaded. They have great receivers. Najee Harris, running back. Big Ben has looked really, really good preseason. Their defense was great last year. Maybe the best defense last year. I think the Steelers are favorites. I would say I'm going the Ravens. Oh, you saw with the Ravens? You sell out. <laughs> the reason the reason why is we talked about this. Lamar Jackson, great in the regular season, can't win playoff games. Okay. All right. <laughs> he did last year. Yeah, he did. All right. AFC South. <laughs> A- AFC South. You got Texans, Colts, Ugh. Jags, Titans. 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 Titans in, Titans in the easiest prediction of all time. I'd go Titans, but I will say – if Carson Wentz can remain healthy, which he is right now, which and he's not gonna be, but I can see the Colts. I can see the Colts making a run and winning the division. I thought because Wentz their just defense, had like foot surgery. They said he's good, like he's oh. coming back. So uh, he will not. He will not stay healthy, and he will. He's no. But I, I could see. I mean, the, the Titans are gonna be good with Julio, Derrick Henry, and. Uh, AJ Brown and uh, AJ Brown. So, and then their defense is solid. Offensive line is pretty good. Yeah, but the I, Colts have a great defense. I really love the Colts' defense. I like uh, I like the Titans. Who's going to finish last in that division? Is it going to be the Texans or the Jags? Jags, Jags. 
I don't know. Texans going to be Texans are terrible. Very bad trash. Who's going to be? Who's the Texans quarterback? I think Brevin Jordan, tight end, rookie tight end. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I I legit have no, I could not tell you who. No Man, idea. Deshaun Watson is still he's under investigation, but he's still their quarterback, right? I don't think he's going to be able to play. I don't think he'll be able to play either. I don't know. Okay. Who's their backup? No, I don't even know their backup. No, uh, no idea. Matt Schaub, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, there, there's a, there's got to be one of those journeymen who's been in the league for like 16 years. I gotta look up the depth chart now. Who's got Just to be? Just because I've got to know. The uh, Texans backup QB. It is Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. Okay, Jags. Jags would be the worst. Because I like, I kind of like Tyrod Taylor. I like Tyrod. Yeah. Ty, Tyrod Taylor can win you five games. Jags yeah, yeah, win five games. Yeah, yeah he can. Jags right. win. Yeah. AFC East. You got the Broncos. You got the you Chargers. Got on this. The, West, the West. The West. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. The West. AFC West. You got the Broncos. You got the Chargers. You got the Hey Go Raiders. The Raiders and the Chiefs. That shit's so funny. <laughs> God, that shit's so funny. Chiefs, 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 close. Chiefs. No, the Chargers are gonna be good this year. The Chiefs are just too damn good. The the Chiefs are gonna win, but the Chargers will make the playoffs. I can see that. Yeah, that's easy. All right, but I see the Chiefs are gonna go like thirteen and three, or fourteen and three. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna skip the NFC East. We're gonna skip it. We're gonna come back to it. The NFC North. Lions. I think we already know for the NFC East, but we will come back to it for sure. We'll come so back. We already to made it. this bet. We'll come back to it. Lions, Packers, Vikings, Bears. Give me the pack show. Packers. 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 Easy. Packers. Yeah. Easy. I uh, I feel bad for anybody who plays for the Lions. Always have. Always will. Just a horrible. Just horrible. Why team. do they? Why do they get a Thanksgiving game? I don't just, know what kind they, of bullshit they shouldn't is that. Plan Thanksgiving. I feel like the Packers should play every every year on Thanksgiving. That's why I think should play every year on Thanksgiving. I think Cowboys in Washington. Well, they well they they have, but I don't think it's an every year thing. Uh, NFC South: Panthers, Saints, Falcons, Bucks. No brainer. Bucks. No brainer. Bucks. It's near impossible to scheme around color blindness. What? It's unclear whether Jameis Winston or Tamis, T- Taysom Hill will fill the void. Sean Payton will have to figure it out. Is Jameis colorblind? I don't that, know. That isn't correct for Lacey. Lacey doesn't correct for that. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's colorblind. I don't know. I mean, maybe he might be because, I mean, he does a lot of throwing to the opposite team. He does. Uh, Shut up, Brad. <laughs> but he, he didn't do it. <laughs> I was uncalled for Anyway, <laughs> I think he's gonna be good this year. NFC West: the Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams. Give me that's that's the best. That's division. gonna be a that that's is, the that best definitely. division. In best football. division in football. Give me the Seahawks. Watch I'll out for the, the Cardinals, though. Watch out that, for the Cardinals. I like that. I like the I like the Rams there. Uh, just to be different, I I think that could be a toss up with those three teams. I can go Kyler Marinas. Yeah, Kyler Murray is like a one of a kind 
athlete. And when he runs the ball, it looks like he legitimately is – it looks like his 40 time is like three seconds flat because his little legs are going so fast. It's That's going to be a great division. Who, great so division. Who's the other team that we didn't pick? Oh, the Niners. 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, they'll win six games, seven games. Uh, NFC East, you got the Eagles, you got the Giants, you got Cowboys and Washington. Okay. Now, one of these four teams happens to have the best defense in the entire league. Okay. Don't sleep on the Giants. Uh, Don't sleep on that defense. That is going to be the most underrated and undervalued defense in week one, and they're going to surprise some people. We had a bet, (laughs) and Brad has the Giants. I had the Cowboys, and, of course, Hudgens had the – football team, Washington football team. I will not pick the Cowboys if Dak is not healthy. Like, if Dak yeah, is healthy – He's got the I arm think, injury. You don't yeah, get a second Dak, MRI for nothing. Yeah. Like, if if the if Dak was healthy, I would pick the Cowboys. If he's not, I would pick Washington. Best defense in the league. It's going to come down to quarterback play. It's going to – if Fitzmagic can come out, Okay, it's going to come down to quarterback play. We got some nice young pieces on the on the uh, on the offense. It, this article is funny. It says New York needs Daniel Jones to not trip over his own feet and fumble every time he drops back. Oh, <laughs> keep laughing at him. Keep laughing at him. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a uh, when when the Giants win the NFC East. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and make a video out of it. I think it's gonna be another year with, with like with the Giants is like eight and eight. I Brent, think so too. But I feel like the Giants lost so many games last year that was like by single digits. They're gonna piece it together. Like Brad's, it's it's time. If this goes Brad's way, he's gonna clip this and then put it on. It's a, just like gonna a, be. A, it's a just gonna billboard. be all Giants highlights. It's gonna be you guys saying so much shit about. It'll be on like a Giants. billboard Brad, in town. You're the one who talks. You're, you're the one who talks crap about the Giants. No, 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 no. I'm saying you're forgetting I, who the- I'm, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. When I see them play bad, I get upset. That's any fan is that way. You're that way at Florida State. Hudgens is that way. But we're we're in preseason right now. Brad's ready to go. Brad's ready to run through a brick wall for Joe Judge. Who do y'all so, start? Who do y'all start with? Uh, they have the Broncos. Okay, that's a oof. Winnable. You win that. I don't know if they'll win, but that's is it in Denver? I was worried about it. Yeah, I was worried about it until uh, they because like. They were talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos. Like, of course, of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Broncos. We got to play him week one. But I'm not as worried uh, against Locke, obviously. But we'll see. I think that's going to be a huge game for our defense. Like, that's going to be like, oh, shit. They just set the tone for the year against the Broncos offense, which isn't good. But if they have a, they come out and have a great game, it's going to be to do a time Broncos, for their confidence. Broncos have some weapons, though. Yeah, but I just think, like, it's not like they're going out there and playing Brady week one or they're playing Rodgers week one or, you know, one of those guys. I think Locke's solid, but not – he's yeah. not going to – he's not going to, like, torch him. And if he does, then I'm going to fucking – I'm going to be pissed. If, so. if, if you lose to Denver, I would not feel very confident in my season. If I'm a Giants well, we, fan, if I'm a Giants started, fan and I lose, we started 0 and 5. We started 0 and 5 last year, and, and you we almost made the playoffs. Almost, <laughs> almost. we are, 
Okay, if it wasn't for Nam, uh, almost whatever. in a historic, a historically bad division. That that is true. <laughs> however, however, if it wasn't for Nam, if it wasn't for Doug Peterson, who I still hate, I hope he never gets another job ever again in the NFL. The Giants would have been in the playoffs. Okay. So, but it was all worth it. We traded for the Bears in first round pick, and uh, hopefully, it's like a number, a top five pick next year. We need to. Uh... We need to try. We need to try to talk to our buddy LT soon, Lawrence Tynes. Get him on some drink. Get him on here and uh, see what he really thinks. I'm worried about offensive line. Not gonna lie, very worried about offensive yeah. line. You don't have Eric Flowers anymore. You should be. Eric Flowers is garbage. <laughs> mm, nah, well. Saquon's not gonna be back week one, is he? <laughs> he's 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 gonna be back. They're talking about. He's not gonna. He's gonna, he's gonna be back week one. They're talking about. I mean, he. They're saying that he. Uh, he might play in the final preseason game, which I hope they don't do, but I'll be done. I don't know. That was Hudgens, based on Over or under how many Giants Brad drafts in fantasy at two? Huh? You guys oh. get ready. He says I'm not zero. drafting one of them. I'm He's not been, drafting any of them. Brad, you, Brad, you got the 10th pick and Saquon's still on the board. You going to draft him? He's not going to be on the board, but no, <laughs> you I got, won't. Yes, you would. You got the 10th. He would. You, you got the tenth pick, and it's either it's either Saquon or like Julio Jones. You're gonna take, or I mean, not Julio, but you know what I mean, like, yeah, a to, another top receiver. You're gonna take. He'll to, he'll a thousand percent take Saquon. He keeps telling me for weeks. He's been telling me he's not taking. I'm not taking. Jones. I'm not taking him. If he has a great year, I'm gonna be like good. If he doesn't get hurt, then I'm gonna be like good. He's doing things for the Giants. If he goes off, I'm gonna be like, this is a sacrifice I had to make for my fantasy team to make sure that the Giants. He uh, because we Joe, when you had him, I was excited. I was happy. I was a good. I was happy. Giants fan. We were still trash, but when you had him, I was like, "This is a necessary evil." I'm glad that Joe has him. But I have him, and then I've had him for two two years. That I've had him. One, I watched him physically get injured at the game against the Bucks, and then I have him again last year, and he's out for the season. Sad. But surely he won't get hurt the three. He's times on the bus list. Season. He's on. He's on the bus <laughs> list. Uh, he's, on, he's on the bus list. Don't he's draft due, this player. Man. He's been telling me he's not going to take any Giants. He, I'm not taking any Giants. I'm not taking Ezekiel Elliott either. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna freaking. If they're both there, I'm going to the next guy. I don't care. I'm not going with those guys. A, a, a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, Brad's daughter's birthday party, we were in the bounce house, and he was like, "Hey, dude, he looked look me in my eye. I'm not taking any Giants." And I'm like, <laughs> "Sir, this is a birthday party. It's just, just kind of how." I hope that Brad gets the last pick in the in the first round and Saquon's right there, and he. Oh, I'm taking him then. I will take okay. him. Okay. Okay. That's worth it then. It would suck, okay. but at least I have Saquon okay. now. Who? And I have the number one waiver. So when I have to pick up them, uh, uh, not Paul Perkins, but um, Corey Clement, <laughs> then I'm gonna be like, all right, sweet. Like at least I get I get him. But yeah. yeah. You know, so you what, might. We, what we haven't even talked about on this podcast yet is uh, we're going to have director Jason Shaviko. I think I killed the last name. I think killed it as in good. Um, Jason Shaviko, <laughs> the director of Titletown High, will be on here um, shortly. Who Titletown High is uh, about the high school here in Valdosta where we are, where we reside. So that'll be kind of cool. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's coming out on Netflix the 27th. This podcast will drop, uh, I think, the 26th. So, uh, Friday, August 27th. 
Valdosta is like what the most winningest high school football program in the history of the entire world. So that would be pretty cool to talk to him. He's also directed like a bunch of other things as well. So that'll be fun. Will be. But back to whatever else. Um, question: If you guys had to pick one thing to grow on trees, what would it be? It can't be money. Thing to grow on trees can't be money because that's the obvious answer. Um, mm. it's tough. That's a good one. Probably, uh, uh man, I don't know. Something that question. grows on trees. I don't know. Crystal burgers. God, Absolutely man. not. That, that is that is so bad. <laughs> All right, I've got. You would pick crystal burgers. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just throwing something out. I wouldn't. I mean, if they were hot and fresh all the time, maybe. Uh, because I don't know this answer. I just randomly, this is random. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think about like good, what would be a good answer. Golf balls. That'd be a, that'd be a fucking golf good balls one. would be I'd solid. Never have to buy golf balls. That would, that's, especially if it's like Pro V's or something. Yeah, dude. If I planted the tree and it was like you know 100 bucks a good tree, and it's like 15 dollars. If it was Pro V ones, it's like 15 dollars uh, yeah. something for a noodles. That's, that's my pick. Top top flights. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good pick. Golf clubs would be cool. Until you, I grow think a, I would go golf balls. Until you like grow a tree of like left-handed golf clubs and your righty. If you if you think about it, buying golf balls is one of the stupidest. Like wasteful things you buy. Yeah. Like it's it's stupid. You get twelve golf balls for the good ones for close to fifty bucks. What you gotta do? You gotta get. And on you this could train, very, guys. You, you could gotta get on this train. Hit, you gotta get the refurbished the balls. You gotta get the refurbished balls. But I I feel so poor when I buy those. It sucks, but like as soon as you as soon as you take that out, you put it on there for the tee the first time. And you hit it. That next shot that you have, it's like, all right, this is a refurbished golf ball now because I just, I've already used it. Uh, see, golf is a mindset sport. Like it's a, yeah. it's it's mostly mindful. And if I'm putting a refurbished ball on the tee, uh, I'm like, I have no confidence in myself. Like, but when you but when you get to hole six and you have like three doubles and you're like, I'm t- I'm hitting this top flight. And then you're mad. Yeah, golf is a no win situation. <laughs> <laughs> I've came away from golf a couple times feeling like, hey, that was fun. A couple times. A couple times. And you probably played golf hundreds of times. Yeah. See what I see what I don't like, right? Is that this is the mindset for me. If I haven't been playing and off the tee, number one, I had this five dollar golf ball on there and I hit it and slice it, then I'm like, damn it, I just wasted a five dollar ball. Here's my breakfast ball. Oh. I'm in my head. I need to not waste ten dollars now. Well then I use the refurbished balls. Solid ball still, and I can't, lose both of those. Can't I lose do four dollars. Can't do it. Whether I'd rather waste money than feel poor on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't use a refurbished ball on a golf course when you're paying fifty-two dollars to golf. Then you go out there and you feel poor because you're hitting a shitty golf. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I have. I have a. 
I buy some solid like tailor mades, and then they're they're real. And I'm like, all right, you know, I hit one, and if it's like if I start playing like shit, then I'll bring out my refurbished balls. Yeah, hey, that's smart. I, so you still I, have? I don't, I don't go refurbished. I go cheaper. Gotcha. Because I like still hitting a nice, like a, a good ball. I don't like hitting like a Callaway or a Top Flight or a Noodle. Oh god, a, no! If I a, find a, if I find a Noodle or a Top Flight on the course, I immediately throw it. You know what I want to do? I think this would be hilarious if I just like you know those exploding golf balls. Just like yeah. drop a few of those around, like. I, that that happened to me at damn Circle Stone. It really did. Yeah, and I kept hitting it, and I was like, "Why is this not going far?" Like I found three of them, and I was hitting them like thirty yards. And, it, and it, after like the third ball, I was like, "This is a prank. I'm, I'm somebody's messing with me right now." Yeah, I want to put it. I want one that explodes when you hit it, though. That completely explodes. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's that's mean of you, but I think it's really. It wouldn't be like at Kinderloo. It had to be at like a Circle Stone equipment. I'm ready for uh, cooler weather. Got to yeah. wear um, pants. Wear pants. I want to. I want to go golfing and have to wear pants. I yeah. hate cold weather on the golf course. I. I hate my hands. My I hands. Hate I can't feel degree them. Hundred degree weather on the golf course. Can't feel my hands, and then you hit it like off the toe or something, and your hands are hurting. Yeah. This isn't. I've, I've never experienced that. No, sorry that you hit it flush every time, Joe. No, I've just never experienced <laughs> hitting a golf ball and it hurt my hands. Well, I've I've, I've gone out there when it's like 30, 35 degrees and it's like freezing, and I'm like, I okay, can't. Okay, but feel it's my rarely hands. that here. Say some of you boys, or maybe not you boys, but some of these boys that we know that played this winter, it, it would it would legitimately be like 40 degrees in the winter, and like, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm alright. Yeah. I'm talking like 60, 70. Yeah. Nice little okay, breeze. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I think, yeah. I, I'll play whatever conditions. Well, as long as I'm not getting lightning bolts thrown on me. Not a big yeah. fan of lightning. Not a big fan of lightning. Uh, Especially when you have a metal stick in your hand. I'm still thinking about this question, Hudgens. Okay. Man, I don't know. Think away. I really don't know. Okay, I got I got another question for y'all. I don't think I've asked you guys this, and this is this is the part of the show that we call just wasting time. So, if you had to, um, if you had a salad in front of you, and I, I don't know if you guys are communists and not like salads. I love salads. Big salads guy. But if you had a sat, did you say salads? Big salad. I like all guy? different types of salad. Okay. I like a ton of Caesar. Calm, are you an house. iceberg lettuce? Are you an iceberg lettuce guy or a romaine? I'm, uh, I'm, I, I don't care. Or the spring Either. mix. I don't care. I don't care about the lettuce. I care about what's on it. Okay, so you have a salad in front of you. You have to eat this fuck. You have to eat this salad. You cannot okay. get up from the table without eating this salad. But you do not have any of your favorite uh, salad dressing. But what you do have in front of you is barbecue sauce, ketchup. And mayonnaise. Barbecue what sauce. can I put on it? What can I put on it? That's what you have to. That's what you have like, to put. But what, what's on the salad? What do you mean, Brad? Does does cheese make a big difference when you're putting ketchup on your fucking salad? <laughs> no, Wait, so, I would like, not eat a salad with ketchup or mayonnaise on it. No. So what I'm saying is, if you give me like burger meat, 
and stuff. I might use mayo. When's the last time? Do you? Is that a thing? Do people eat burger meat, hamburger meat on salad? (laughs) Tacos, taco taco salad. salad. I mean, yeah, we're not. Yeah, dude, dude, in Miami. I mean, there's gonna be guys that are mad at you for this. There's a place called Burr Bowl, and literally, it's burgers that are like salads. Really? And you just make these. That's not a real salad. That's not a real salad. That's a that's a keto hamburger. Taco salad. But it's a salad as a burger. No, it's a it's a it's a burger with no buns. We're talking about a legit salad. Old You're talking he, he's talking salad, croutons. A little bit of cheese. He throw some bacon cheese. bits in there. Bacon bit, yeah. This this I I'll go mayo. It's the closest oh, thing to a dressing. That would oh. be the last pick. Yeah. That would be my last pick. That's just the thought <laughs> of eating a salad with mayonnaise makes me want to puke. No, you can salt the mayonnaise down. Nope. Gross. I'm a barbecue. Ow. I'm barbecue sauce connoisseur. I'm a big barbecue sauce. I guy. do not like barbecue on salad. That sounds terrible. Well, no, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, neither, yeah. That's, but that's if I had point. to choose, yeah, that's like mayonnaise just, is the closest thing to a salad dressing. I don't know. That's mayonnaise-based like things like Thousand Island and all that stuff. If you have spices and stuff in there, eventually that that'll like mix <sighs> with. God, but plain that'll mix mayo. With the mayo just, That'll mix with the mayo, and it'll actually taste pretty solid. So take the salad out of the equation. If you had to eat a spoonful of something, would you eat barbecue sauce? Barbecue. Okay. That's where my head's at. Like, yeah. Because I put a lot of dressing on salad. It, most of my salads are 90% dressing. Y'all like Thousand Island? That's what I, I mean. I love Thousand Island. That's I love my favorite. Thousand Island too. I'm, I, I eat ranch but, in my salads, but I like, I like Thousand Island. Thousand Island – uh, with ranch pizza. is my go-to, but it's gotta be it's gotta be restaurant ranch. I can't do that stuff from the store. Doesn't taste the same. Someone's bougie. Like down homes ranch, money. Down homes ranch is good, but guess what? They get that shit from a store. Yeah, that shit's <laughs> no. They yeah. make it. They make it in there. No, they don't. They don't. Come they on, make man. it. They make it with dill weed. Yeah, they make it in there. Nah. I guess. <laughs> no. Like, okay. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Mayonnaise, hands down. Salad. That's like, that's like I, I just put on Twitter like an hour ago. I, I announced my uh, my favorite food. Just always unsolicited. Just had to throw it out. Steak. There. Was, steak. On, no, it was on my mind. It's something that I will eat. A pizza. Of, of almost any meal. No, no. Hamburger. I do, I do love pizza. No. No, no, no. I picked macaroni and cheese as my favorite food. It's a side. Yeah. It's yeah. a side. But Are I you was, talking craft mac and cheese? No, well, no. I mean, there's different variations. I'm talking like I had like some ho- legit homemade macaroni. So and you cheese, get you get food. one food for the rest of your life. Like you can only eat one thing. You would eat macaroni and cheese. Well, I, I mean, I didn't think of it like that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. For me, I'd know. say brisket. I'd I say really brisket. Like, if I had I'm, one thing less that I had to eat the rest of my life, I would say brisket. I really like chicken alfredo. That's a horrible decision, too. What? I love brisket as well. God. What would you pick, I mean, Joe? Pizza. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. You could. You, there's <laughs> different types of pizza. Like you. Can I put guess, yeah. I mean, brisket would get old. Yeah. 
briskets would get old in a week. I might just pick a potato because it's so versatile. You could do anything. True, you could, true. You potatoes. Fry it. You can cut it up. You can bake it. And I'm sure there's other ways. I mean, there's a lot of, th- lot of th- you, can, you know, you can mash it, mash it. I'm happy with my pizza pick. Yeah, pizza's a good pick. All right, what if it, what if it had to be pepperoni pizza? Fine with that. I'll be fine with that. Hudgens, to answer your question, golf balls is the best uh, best answer. But also, if you had like, I, I'd be more of like a craft beer guy. If I could have like a variety tree that I could just taste different beers, that hey. it like. So, so you were in Savannah this past, you know, yeah. Was it this? Yeah, it was this weekend. Yeah. And we're not going to talk the specific as, as the specifics as to what you did because it's it's a little it's a little upsetting. But did you go, <laughs> did you happen to go to a place called Molly's Mc, Molly McPherson's Irish Pub? Yes, it's delicious, isn't it? It is. Did you get you a black and tan? I did not actually. Oh. Then I was drinking light beers. Okay. Molly McPherson's is nice, uh, but so is McDonald's. I haven't went there. I haven't went there. Saw a fight coming out of saddlebags, though. Just no. saw a cup, cup of ice come flying out the door, and then two guys just beating each other's ass on River Street. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. On my, uh, on my bachelor party, we were leaving saddlebags, walking back to the house. And there was this guy like passed out on the uh, like on the cobblestone, and one of my buddies goes up to him and like shakes him, wakes him up, and is like, "You have anywhere to stay?" And the guy's like kind of incoherent, and he's like, "Follow me, you can come stay with us." And I'm like, "Dude, no, you're not letting this stranger Jesus. sleep with us." Uh, Horrible. No, uh, that's that sounds like the start of a horror movie. Yeah, he he ended up he ended up turning off and leaving us, and I was so thankful. But uh, all right, people, when we get back, we will have Jason Savico Savico, uh, director of Title Town High. Let's do it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Stadium Drive Podcast interview segment brought to you by Georgia Beer Company. We have a very special guest with us this afternoon. He is the director for the new Netflix series, Title Town High, that is releasing August 27th. Is that correct? The 27th? Yeah, that's right. This yeah. coming Friday. Yeah. Jason Shavico. What's going on, man? Not much. Uh, glad to be here. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, doubt. Did I nail your last name? Is that how you, you did? It? I, that, that's impressive. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. There's not many people usually before we start. Is yeah. I mean, I googled it, but I, you know, I will. I and still, he's usually pretty bad at names too. Yeah, I'm usually very bad. At names. So, so, so you're good. telling me he put some effort into this? Yeah. Right? I, oh yeah, yeah he, he probably practiced it all night and all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get talking about Title Town High, what's the memorabilia you have behind you? I see a, a Florida State helmet. There's a football. I'm a big memorabilia. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, so we did a, a series on Florida State uh, University similar to this. Uh, also a series with Notre Dame. So those are just two of the helmets and some footballs and just some stuff that I've collected over the years. I hear you. Nice. Cool. Heck, yeah. So – um. Tattletown High. How did this, how did this kind of idea come about? 
Uh, well, obviously, we did a series called Two-A-Days back uh, right. a little while ago on MTV. Uh, and Rush Probst was there. That was done with Hoover High School, the Hoover Bucks. And so we obviously did that series, and that series just exploded. It did yeah. well beyond what we thought it was going to do. Became MTV's number one series. And so I've always obviously held a special place for that show. That was the very first show I ever produced, uh, launched my career. I was only 24 years old. MTV didn't even know that. Wow. Uh, wow. I was, I was super young, uh, was able to produce that series and show in that series. And it just took off, catapulted my career. So it's always kind of held a special place with me. And I've kept in contact with Rush over the years. And a friend of mine named Brian uh, sent me a text one day. He's like, hey, your boy Probes is over at Valdosta now. And I'm like, what? And so obviously Valdosta being, you know, the winningest high school program in the country, third winningest football program in the world on any level, but only behind, I think it's Notre Dame, Michigan, and then it's Valdosta High School. <laughs> That's wild. So you put Rush Probes and that, that school together, and it's just bound to make a great series. Yeah. That's that's what I was going to ask was um, how much of an appeal Valdosta had and would you have done something like this with Rush if he was still at Colquitt or was it mainly the Valdosta that, that really set it off? So I'll be honest, we, we spoke with Rush probably twice when he was at Colquitt and especially when they were winning and they won a national championship and back-to-back -back state championships. And so we had talked about it internally with our team. I, I went and visited him a couple times and we just didn't feel like the situation was right for what we need. Um, the Colquitt's got a great program on, obviously tremendous program and they were winning, but to do a show like this, everything kind of has to, to fit that puzzle. And uh, we just felt like when Rush went to Valdosta and I went down there and spent about a week down there with just one camera, very small crew, just kind of shooting and, getting a feel for things I felt like where Valdosta was in their program no disrespect but obviously was on the decline they had just fired their coach they weren't really nationally prominent anymore so you take that setting and then you bring Rush Probst in uh it's just bound for great storylines tell, yeah. tell us about how like the uh the show is gonna go is it like just mainly focused on football or is it following certain players like throughout their school life or how, how is it supposed to What's the appetite for it for Netflix? Sure. So this is a series that follows on and off the field. This is not a just uh, a series about football. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of football and there's a really a lot of really cool elements with cameras and microphones on the players during games and the cameras that we have at games and practice. You know, the viewer gets brought in like what we try and do is make you feel like you're a part of the team. Uh, we have microphones on all the players. So when they're in the huddle, when they're on the field, when they're doing whatever they're doing, uh, talking trash uh, during a game, viewers get to hear all that in our series. So that's one part of our series. And that's kind of our foundation. But really what the show is about is a coming of age uh, story about these kids and what it's like to be 15, 18 years old in a small Georgia town um, and and what it's like to play under these demands and pressures from a very uh, prominent coach who is a win at all costs kind of guy and wanting to push you. Um, what does it take to play at that level? And how do you deal with the pressures from your coach, your coaching staff, your family, your girlfriends about wanting to spend more time with you? So this is really more than just a football series. Awesome. You, you talked about Russ a little bit. 
<laughs> he, he's got this big aura around him. But can, can you talk about what it's like working with him? Rush is great to work with. Uh, I've said this so many times before, but um, he is an open book. He is an all access kind of guy. What you see is what you get. He's not one way in front of the camera and one way at home. Uh, I've known him for a long time and, and he's not shy or bashful about who he is or the way that he does things. Um, we never, ever were shut out of one meeting, not one, not a closed door meeting with him and Nub Nelson, not a closed door meeting with him and uh, Jake Garcia and Randy Garcia talking about eligibility. We wow. were completely available to shoot anything and everything during that year. Wow. I want wow. to, uh, us being from Valdosta and all, I think, guys, I think we need to work on trying to get Rush on the podcast sometime. <laughs> you, should. you should for sure. Then that'd be great. Uh, how did uh, I know last year was a crazy year, and I mean it's still it's still crazy with everything uh, with COVID and all. How did a COVID affect filming? COVID was huge. Um, I just got asked today in in, a, in another interview, like what was the most difficult thing about shooting last year? Uh, and I think they thought we were going to talk about the storylines and rush and and all that stuff. But the most difficult thing by far was COVID. Um, we did a major production in a small Southern town when there were no productions going on in this country. Uh, we had yeah. to take numerous steps. We were tested every two, three days. We wore masks. Uh, Netflix had protocols in place where no two camera guys could be in the same car because wow. God forbid one got it. We couldn't have two get it. Yeah. Two producers couldn't be in the same car. Two audio guys couldn't be in the same car. So our budgets were drastically increased. Um, we, we spent a lot more money uh, than we had planned because of COVID. And uh, luckily for us, I think towards the end, we had two different people uh, to get COVID. Luckily, they, they were able to fight through it and they were okay. And Netflix was great with us, uh, helping us kind of work through that and flying somebody else in, quarantining them, and then kind of getting back to shooting. I hear you. How, my, my last question, uh, my last question, just kind of like on the production side, not really about title town high, but when you are deciding how you want to do this, uh, like this show, is it, Hey, I want it to be like on an MTV or like on Netflix or did Netflix come to you guys or how, how does that work? So the way it works when you have ideas or concepts for a show is usually you put together a little sizzle or casting reel. Uh, I'm represented by CAA creative artists agency. Uh, and so we work with our agents and, and they work with networks about what kind of programming they're looking for. Uh, and so when we started shooting, our, our company, Blue Eyes Entertainment, puts the bill for everything at first and goes down and starts shooting and, and does some of the interviews. And we put together what's called the sizzle. And then we showed it. We were, we were talking to several networks uh, that were interested in the series at the time. Um, and we just felt like Netflix was the best fit for us. When you talk about a platform with over 225 million subscribers worldwide, mm -hmm. our show is not just a domestic show. They decided to make our show a global show. And oh, what wow. that means is this show will be in over 135 countries wow. uh, in 38 different languages and not subtitled in different languages. You're talking about they hired actors and actresses to oh, voice wow. over the kids wow, and the coaches great. and Portuguese and Spanish and everything else. And so when you talk about that kind of reach and what Netflix is able to provide, it was just a no brainer. That is wild. That's, awesome. That's wild. So how I know, you know, the people that were big fans of two a days, which all, all three of us were huge fans of two a days. I, I missed that show. Um, 
how different will this be than two a days? I, I know it's its own show and, and you don't necessarily want people to uh, compare it to two a days. I don't mind it to be honest you with you. I, I, I really don't because I'm not shy of saying, look, this is two a days, 15 years later. I mean, let's okay. just call it yeah. what it is. It's, it's the same coach. Uh, we shot it in the same style. We tell similar stories. When you're talking about high school kids, 15, 18 years old, I think that's what made two-a-day so attractive to so many people, young and old, is whether you played high school football, you were a cheerleader, a band member, whatever that was, you had fond memories, most people, of your high school days. And so when you watch our series and you're able to see this real raw emotion, and that's a great thing with sports, guys, is you don't have to, there's no scripting, there's no, hey, can you do this again, or this drama we don't need to do that like it's there there's a practice there's a fight for a position there's a guy that's going to break up with his girlfriend whether she dumps him or he dumps her in the middle of the season and how does that affect you know them playing and the truth is is that it does right we're all human and so people ask why do you focus on the off field because it affects the on field the on field affects the off field and off field affects the on field and so I'm not shy or embarrassed. I'm proud to say that I think this is going to be very similar to two days that if you were a fan of two days, you're going to love this series. Cause obviously we learned a little more. Our production quality is a lot better. Our storylines this season were tremendous. You guys know that we couldn't have played. Yeah. If, if we would have scripted this series, we wouldn't have had as many great stories as we had this year. When did it you- was an interesting, yeah, interesting yeah. about us. Yeah. yeah. When, when did you guys and, and I, I don't know if you can release this or not when did you guys quit filming for Valdosta? did you go into the spring a little bit or, or does it was it pretty much over when football ended I'll be transparent with you so we uh we thought we stopped filming full time at the end of January and then as is with these kinds of shows you go back every three four weeks and you do interviews right so right. as you start editing scenes you're like hey we need to find out what they were thinking during this moment. So you go back and get those interviews. But we thought we were done, you know, fully shooting new content. And then obviously the tape comes out, right? The tape comes out, the issue with Nub Nelson comes out, and then everything changes, right? So then yeah. we go back and we start shooting again. And so I think the last footage that you see this coming Friday was shot in June uh, oh, wow. of this year. Oh, wow. We were we covered the GHSA meeting. A, a lot of that's not in the series because honestly, it, it wasn't that entertaining to watch. Right. But we were there. We we had cameras there, and and that's something a lot of people don't understand is we shoot for seven days a week for so many months, and we have thousands and thousands of hours of footage, and we got to take those thousands of hours of footage down to eight thirty minute episodes. Right, and so. There was a lot of really good stuff left on the cutting room floor, unfortunately, just because we tell the stories of uh, through the eyes of our cast and kind of the things that they were experiencing. Yeah. So uh, it, yeah, it's, it sounds like a ton of work and I know it is, but did you have any free time whatsoever to kind of explore Valdosta in a way? Like, was there any restaurants you went to that stuck out or anything like that? Uh, my favorite, excuse me, my favorite restaurant was Friends. Uh, oh, I ended yes. up uh, getting to know all those by yeah. name um, and had, the, I'm a little ashamed and embarrassed today, but I bet you I had three or four meals, dinners uh, there every week out of the seven nights I was there, three or four. Wow, nights. nice. Um, just because it's a great place, right? It's nice. Uh, it's great food. Yeah. The people are great. 
I'm kind of one of those guys where when I find something good, I just keep going to the well. Yeah. Um, and in our business, you know, when you're traveling in different cities and stuff like that, if I find a good place and they're good to me and, and it's, it's a great atmosphere, I usually just kind of keep hitting that place. And, and friends was my go-to place yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think, we, go ahead. Well, I think it's important before the viewers, you know, start watching the series, they need to know that Valdosta High School, especially football, is like a religion to, to the people around Valdosta. And it's, it's so important in so many, both Valdosta and Lowndes, that area. Um, what was your impression of the football program, the fans, and all that? So I'll give you a little inside information. Within the first five seconds of our series, you're going to hear that statement that you just said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a version of it, obviously. I mean, football yeah. in y'all's town in Valdosta is a religion, or it's the closest thing you can get to a religion. Yeah. Um, the community is very passionate. Um, I, I think from what we experienced, the community was um, a little upset about the way things were handled and things were done and Valdosta not being on that national stage anymore. I think the last time you guys had made it past the second or third round was like in 2015 or 16 um, at the time, whenever it was. And, and I'll be honest, when we first started shooting, um, it, it was a different program than what I was used to. I've been to a lot of high schools, obviously colleges all over this country, and you're kind of just used to a certain, uh, certain disciplines, certain sense of urgency from the team, a certain style and swagger. And the first week we were there, Valdosta didn't have it. And if there was a concern of ours, it was can Rush really turn this program around and get them believing in themselves? Uh, because when he first got there and we were there, you know, the first week of practice, um, there was a lot of concerns because remember he didn't have a spring, right? He didn't coach his kids yeah. in the spring because of COVID. And so his first practice was the first week of fall practice. Um, and just the, the demeanor of the team and the kids, uh, it was just, it was, it was concerning, but I think what the audience is going to get to see is how rush probes and his coaching staff does what they do, which is getting these kids to buy in and trust the process and he just yanked their chain with discipline right away and their schedule became regimen and the, the film was at 252 and then you transfer it at 302 and you went here at 317 you were here at 345 you were dressed and sitting on the bus at four I mean it was just like a college we do these shows at colleges major colleges Florida State Notre Dame and Rush runs his program just like a mini university and it took a while for these kids to buy in but you guys saw last season I, I think at the end of the season, you know, they were playing some pretty good football and made it to the semifinals. And look, I honestly, truly, people may think I'm crazy when I say this, but I don't think they were that less of a team than Buford. I think mental side of it and early mistakes got them down so early and they just folded and then got back in the locker room and changed some things and started to claw back. But as far as team against team, 10 times, uh, to win four or five of them, probably. I mean, Buford was the better team, but not not that game ended up. Hear you. You still Hello? there? Yeah, yeah, you there? Hello. It's frozen for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. You guys still there? Yeah. Yeah. We're I'm here. Here. All right. Yep. There you are. Yeah. Yep. You froze you. a little bit, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did no. you miss anything I said? I, I don't know when it froze. No, we got it. We you were just, okay. the video was froze, but we got it. Let's see. So, but all right, man. 
we appreciate you jumping on and hanging out with us and telling us about the show. Um, like I said, I, I, I was going to go watch some high school football. We're, uh, we're Lowndes Vikings, so we were going to go watch – I was going to go watch Lowndes. But I, I think just I'm, went and watched them at the Corky Cal on a Saturday. They almost nice. pulled the rabbit out of the Crazy game. Yeah. yeah I, I, crazy. I seen you on there. I seen you uh, getting interviewed. Yeah. Did you see how the backlash Rush was getting? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I could only imagine Twitter. Yeah. Check Twitter. It's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I think I'm just going to stay home and, uh, and watch this series. How many episodes is it? It's eight episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can easily binge it in one night, two at the most. Okay. I hear you. Well, all right, man, we appreciate it. If uh, if you ever want to do a series about three bad golfers on the weekends, just, I mean, just let us know. Right. We're always free. We'll right. show you. We'll I'll, I'll show definitely you, keep that in mind. Show you some really bad golf shots. <laughs> but, but all right, Jason, we appreciate it. Hey, thanks, man. All right, you, you got it. Take care. It's good talking to you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let's see you.